Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. When you think about what it would be like to live in an authoritarian system, one in which you're brutalized if you don't go along with what the government and the party in charge wants, what do you picture? Government agents dragging you out of your home in the middle of the night? Having to live in constant fear looking over your shoulder? The Democrats are constructing such a system right now. And they actually have some of our Supreme Court justices already living in it. Except in this system, it's not government agents that come for you. At least not yet. It's the mob. And the government simply sits back and lets them, using them as a weapon of totalitarian control. It's actually fascinating how the Democrats in Washington are doing that right now. I'll tell you that in a minute. But this system is not new. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know I've been arguing that the Democrats are actually using the identical playbook to the one used by the Marxist in the 20-year run-up to the Russian Revolution when communists took that country over. I believe the Democrats are using this playbook because our population here in America is unique in the exact same way the Russian population was back then. There was a high level of military service in Russia and gun ownership was common. How do you enslave a gun-owning population? You do it exactly as the Marxists did during the run-up to the revolution. When Marxist hit squads would go to people's homes, they'd torture their family members right in front of them. They became ingenious and creative in their torture methods. In the roughly 19 years leading up to the final revolution, over 20,000 people were murdered and terrorized that way. In the countryside, they don't even know the numbers. People came to fear a visit from Marxist Antifa-style thugs that looked and acted a lot like the ones in the streets in front of the Supreme Court justices' homes right now, where Antifa and Black Bloc are already marching. They've been captured in photos. How would this work in pre-Soviet Russia? Well, you could call the police all you want, but they wouldn't come. And if you could get anyone to prosecute them, and the judge went along with it, his family would get a visit too. So the justice system simply turned a blind eye. It got so bad that the cadet party, which had a ruling majority in the Duma at the time, actually raised money for these Marxist groups, even though they were simultaneously targets of them. That was the level of terror. Better donate or else. Sound anything like the summer of love? In the end, all the going along and fundraising and praising done by the cadets didn't save them. They were a relatively moderate political party, but they had to flee for their lives 
after the revolution. Those that weren't killed outright had to leave the country. And how did all this start? Well, exactly as it started in our country during the Summer of Love, with the demonization of police officers and then attacks on them that were cheered and supported by the cadets who had to donate the money. Eventually, they moved on to targeting their political opponents. So even if you had a gun, you didn't know if you'd be overwhelmed by these people in their homes, whether they'd rape your wife or children in front of you, if you could hold them off, and then again, if you could hold them off forever, because the police were never coming, and neither was a prosecution. And if you managed to kill the ones that came to your home, you were done for. They would hunt you like a dog until they got you. Any kind of public life you wish to have, going to a job, doing something like that, over. Since the summer of love, the signs of this playbook have been everywhere. The Democrats are copying and recreating that playbook, which started with the demonization of police, exactly as the summer of love began. And they've bagged their biggest prize yet. They actually forced a Supreme Court Justice, Samuel Alito, to go into hiding. That's probably the biggest story this month, which is why it's gotten so little play. Alito is literally being terrorized in violation of the law, but just like the scared authorities back when the cadets ruled pre-communist Russia, nothing's happening to them. They surround Alito's home day after day after day. He can't go back there. It's utterly illegal for them to do this. What allows it is the fact that our Attorney General Merrick Garland refuses to prosecute. So they get to show up day after day. They've already been given the sign that they have cover, total cover, from the Democrat leadership. Both Chuck Schumer and Circleback Jen Psaki, spokesperson for Joe Biden, speaking on Biden's behalf, have said the same thing. Encourage them to go to the houses of these Supreme Court justices that they could go as long as they were peaceful. But federal law says otherwise. You're not allowed to pick at the residence of a Supreme Court justice. It's patently illegal. But they've been allowed to, which keeps Alito in hiding. And now we know why Alito's in hiding. Thanks to the leak of this unclassified Department of Homeland Security memo. The memo details how pro-abortion supporters are increasingly menacing Supreme Court, Supreme Court justices, have threatened them, and have even threatened to murder justices. That was dated May 13th. It's May 19th right now. And it wasn't until that memo leaked and folks could see that murder was on the table for the left with these Supreme Court justices that Merrick Garland, our attorney general, did something very clever. He came out and made a statement saying it's unacceptable, even dangerous, to threaten Supreme Court justices or to commit acts of violence against him. But notice what he didn't say. He didn't say that it's illegal to go to their homes, block the roads to their homes, and march in front of them provocatively day and night. That's illegal too. But Merrick Garland didn't mention it. Why? Because he fully supports the, the campaign of terror against Alito and the other justices. This is not just an outrage. It's a tactic. What I've been detailing for you for over a year on this podcast of acclimating the right to the idea that they can never protest anything the Democrats do, even if they do it peacefully. Or Merrick Garland's Department of Justice will completely men menace them. 
all while, while Merrick Garland's Department of Justice ignores flagrant lawbreaking in front of Supreme Court justices' homes that have literally allowed these protesters to hold him hostage and force Alito into hiding. It is remarkable. Former federal prosecutor, himself a former employee of that same Department of Justice, Andrew McCarthy, explained the hypocrisy of this in his piece today. Because remember, the Democrats are telling us right now It's okay for our supporters to break the law in front of Supreme Court justices' homes so long as they're peaceful. Well, that same Department of Justice is prosecuting January 6th protesters who were also peaceful. See how this works? I'll let Andy McCarthy explain. In our system, judicial proceedings are supposed to be insulated from, from political pressure. So the point isn't whether it's violent or not. There's a federal statute that says you can't demonstrate on the homes or at the residences of Supreme Court justices. Merrick Garland knows this. He was a judge, a federal judge, distinguished federal judge for more than 20 years. And even as we speak, they are prosecuting people in connection with the January 6th riot who were peaceful protesters, hundreds of them, who they've brought back from all over the country. They had the FBI go out and get cell site data so that they could identify people who were just parading track them down, and bring them to Washington for misdemeanor trials. I wrote a a column at National Review about a month ago about the first guy who got acquitted. And he not only was a peaceful protester, the police waved him into the Capitol to allow him to go in and, and parade inside the Capitol. The Justice Department prosecuted him anyway because they said, under the circumstances, he should have known that he was in a place he shouldn't have been because it was interfering with a congressional proceeding. So how they can take that position and then not protect these Supreme Court justices is just mind-boggling. Yet, in contrast, here's Jen Psaki, spokesperson for Joe Biden, encouraging the protesters to protest in violation of federal law outside the justices' homes. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And letting them know they could do that as long as they don't get violent. That same standard, remember, not used for the January 6th protesters. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date. And we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. And that's the president's position. Remember, this is societal conditioning straight out of the pre-Soviet Marxist playbook. Now, remember, this same Department of Justice... The same attorney general is the one we just found out is sicking FBI agents on parents who complain too loudly at school board meetings, not parents who've been accused of any crime or any real threats that would violate the law. They simply get too angry at their liberal justices. It got so bad that one mom, Fox News reported, was quizzed by the FBI. Now, was she charged? No, but they don't have to charge you. You know why? You got to hire an attorney if you're going to sit down with the FBI. That costs thousands of dollars each time you do it. That's how they punish you. Keep in mind, not only did they not punish the Supreme Court justice protesters this way, they haven't even threatened to, much less told them to stop the protesting. Yet try to go speak to your school board members if they happen to be liberal in any town USA. Well, I'll let this Fox News guest tell you what happens to you. This is Tiffany Justice, leader of Moms for Liberty, whose moms have been harassed by the FBI. FBI agents utterly uninterested in the protesters who have Alito living in hiding. I think it's terrifying in a lot of ways. No mom thinks that she's going to be making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in the morning, working to get a babysitter for a 6 p.m. school board meeting, right? And then be called by the FBI the next day because she, um, you know, spoke out uh, in defense and, and advocating for her children. So, um, you know, understandably upsetting and, uh, you know, really against the First Amendment in the United States of America. Again, she's describing what happened to one of the moms in her group. That mom didn't go on Fox News. She was afraid it would precipitate another visit by the FBI. But what happens when these leftists in the street finally begin to get violent? Rand Paul knows, and so do we. We know exactly what the liberal-run Justice Department will do. Senator Rand Paul was in the streets. Uh, He was going from a meeting at the White House across the street with his wife. He got recognized by left-wing protesters, over 100 of them, and he... And a brave police officer had to fight them off with chairs. They eventually put that officer in the hospital. You heard that right. So Rand Paul, having watched what happened to the January 6th protesters, you know, they were going through video and there was video of the whole incident on national TV. The FBI was going through video, finding these people 
on January 6th at their homes, even if they committed no violence. Well, these protesters did commit violence. They shoved, kicked, and hit a U.S. senator in the street and the officer trying to protect them. Sir Rand Paul, you'll remember, goes to the Justice Department, wants them ID'd the same way that the January 6th protesters were. The Justice Department refused. Nobody's ever been charged to this day, even though there's copious amounts of video of the incident. So let's summarize where we are. Members of the Cadet Party would know this well in pre-Soviet Russia. They can come to your house. They can threaten to kill you. They can menace you because you know they've threatened to kill you. And they, the mob, are outside your home. They can send you into hiding. They can break the law to do it. And they'll get to stay put. In fact, they've taken to shutting down the roads around the Supreme Court justices' homes. But if you were to go protest, say at a school board meeting, and you're the wrong people, this is the flip side of the conditioning, well, you better have a big bank account for all those attorneys you're going to need to hire, whether you break the law or not. Best just to stay home, keep your mouth shut, and let that liberal school board member win another term. Meanwhile, while the FBI harasses innocent parents who merely speak out at school boards, and by the way, we know they've opened more than a dozen investigations into them with counterterrorism tags. Remember that broke last week. While that is going on, Jason Meares, the attorney general of the state of Virginia, has taken to begging Merrick Garland, our attorney general, to do two things, to tell the protesters to leave the Supreme Court justices' homes. They are there in violation of the law and to prosecute them. The problem is, Miares is a state attorney general, and it's a federal statute they're violating. Only Merrick Garland or the Department of Justice can prosecute it. And he wants federal officers to make the arrest, since he can't, because there's no state law. The law is explicit. I don't have the statutory authority to to prosecute these individuals. Uh, Who does? The Justice Department in Washington, D.C. does. And they should be having federal agents there uh, when people cross that line. It's a clear violation of Section 1507. They're shutting down uh, private residents. They're shutting down roadways. And they're trying to intimidate Supreme Court justices. Right now, the U.S. Justice Department could step in. That's why both the governor... Uh, Larry Hogan, and then also you're going to be seeing a letter later today of of close to two dozen state attorney generals that have said, "Listen, do your job, protect these judges, stop this uh, the, this intimidation of these Supreme Court justices." Instead, though, our Department of Justice is doing the opposite, facilitating a campaign of terror against a Supreme Court justice. If they can do this, they can do it to anybody on our side in government, and if. The left-wing playbook is any indicator they will, just as they did in pre-Soviet Russia. By the time they were done, they took the country without ever having to engage all those armed citizens. They slunk away in terror. And that was how the Marxist revolution took hold and eventually took place. with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.